Welcome everyone to Screaming Boy Podcast episode number 21. Now it is, this week, it's a very special week in, it's always a special week at the Radiation Broadcasting Network. Wow, what is, let's start that over. It's Every week is a special week at the Radulich and Broadcasting Network, um, but this week is actually a, another theme week, and it is here in my car week, and Screaming Boy is very, very happy to uh, be a part of this, and uh, we were made um, a co-host on Facebook with this, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to claim that, even though I don't know if Mark meant that, but <laughs> I'm sure he did. But um, of course he did. Of course he, he did. And then uh, it's here in my car. Everything is car themed this week. Um, uh, Monday night we actually did a live show of source material uh, where we talked about uh, Wacky Raceland, the new DC comic book, uh, or well, is 2016 comic book series, six issues, and um, we had our thoughts about that. If you don't remember Wacky Racers from the 60s, the cartoon, then. Um, your childhood was deprived of such a gem, and then my childhood was raked over the coals by this comic book. Um, but so tonight, speaking of source material, uh, with us is, as always, Jesse Starcher. Good evening, gentlemen. Are you ready to talk some cars? I'm ready to talk some cars. Adam is with us. Adam has missed out a couple of episodes, but that's because um, he has a life and I don't. Um, <laughs> which is which is not true. It's not true. I just have more stuff going on than the average bear. So I just don't, I don't really have a lot. But um, so this week uh, on or this episode on Screaming Boy Podcast, we thought we would talk, take a look uh, at, at some movie, some iconic movie cars because we want to keep in the synchronicity. <laughs> Synergistity of the Radiation Broadcasting Network and the Here in My Car week this week. Now, Alan, uh, we've also had, uh, they're reviewing, uh, they reviewed Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, it was, I think they did it on trial. And then Damn You Hollywood actually did uh, The Fate of the Furious, which I have not seen yet, but I really want to see that. Because, heck, I've seen the other seven, so why not the eighth one? <laughs> I can't believe um, a, a movie franchise that started off as a... Now, I love The Fast and the Furious, the very first one. I can't help it. Cars, good-looking women, guns, you know, the it's whole you know, testosterone. Exactly. But you put it side-by-side side with the original Point Break. Oh, the undercover FBI agent gets friendly with the ring of thieves who are on their surfboard slash cars falls in love with the girl in the, in the ring of thieves. And then he, (laughs) what, 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 but no, it's, but they've got taken it beyond that. And, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they, you know, I've, uh, excited to see what they're doing with it. You know, they've, they've got Dwayne, the rock Johnson involved in the last, 17 or 18 movies that they've done. And because uh, <laughs> that feels like how many there are. And unfortunately this is uh, the first one without uh, 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 Paul Walker. Yes. So yeah, his untimely uh, passing. So uh, I really want to see what they're going with. it. Apparently 
Um, I have not. I'm sorry, Mark. I have not listened to it yet, but apparently, um, uh, Dom is a bad guy in this. Dominic Toretto, 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 Toretto. Yeah, Toretto, Toretto. Not, not, not gonna watch it. Not seeing it. Well, you know, it's just like it, he's a bad guy in the same way that uh, his girlfriend was a bad guy in one of them. Probably has to do with I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, if there's one thing that we can all agree on, something that makes a movie really good is a car chase. And with that, you have to have, or a car scene, we'll say that. You have to have that iconic vehicle in it. You have to have, um, whether it's a an action movie or a comedy or something, there's always a, you know, they have to have, they don't have to, there's plenty of movies without cars, but there has to be, you know, in, in your more modern movies, um, that are set in today's settings, not, not your historical movies. Of course, they're not going to have cars in like last of the Mohicans or anything like that. If there was, there would be some serious <laughs> factual errors with that movie. Um, yeah, but how much better would it be? How much better would that movie be with a car chase? You can't No, I know every word to that movie. I love that movie. Um, and that's a little secret about me. I really like, Daniel Day Lewis's <laughs> version of Last of the Mohicans. That I movie, this, Daniel Day Lewis in general. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, he apparently lived in the woods, like uh, <laughs> like Hawkeye of the of the Mohicans. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, he, he lived that like one. that. He lived like that for so many months beforehand. Um, he does that kind of stuff? He's that method yeah. actor. He's a really hardcore method actor, isn't he? Like yeah, he contracted some kind of disease or something because he was living off the land. Oh jeez, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. His body weight dropped. Everything. I, I don't know if he knew how to hunt before he went in there. Guys, He's like, just give me a knife. I'm going to go for it. Guys, I so. have dysentery. I need <laughs> well, you got into that role, didn't you? I'll so, be back. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, not every car. Let's uh, not every movie. Let's put it like this: there are movies that have that that iconic car that you know comes from that movie that if you see it on the road, you're like, Oh man, I, I, you just immediately say the movie that, that, that car came from, that's the car from so-and-so or, or, Oh look, there's, there's Herbie or, or whatever. So we're going to just take a look at, um, you know, we, we pulled a, we pulled a list just like we used to back in the day. Um, and we're going to look at uh, 20 or 21, Famous cars, some of the best cars from movie history. Uh, we got this from BuzzFeed, um, which actually has some really good articles on once every once in a while. Uh, if you cut through the crap, but <laughs> so if you can tell which chain restaurant you are based on your zodiac, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you cut through the crap, and you have some pretty good articles on there. But um, so we're going to just start this off with a bang. Number twenty-one, the Griswold family truckster from National Lampoon's Vacation. The very oh, first yeah. movie, 1983. This car made it through umpteen vacation movies through National Lampoon's history. This, I don't know how many times Chevy Chase was behind the wheel of this particular vehicle. <laughs> um, go ahead. I was going to say, man, I can remember watching that thing launch into the air. 
this uh, we're looking at the picture here. I don't, you got, nobody can see it, but after you know, as they're going, and he what doesn't he like get sidetracked because there's uh, a really hot girl in the next in the, mm, in the star over. Yes, indeed. Uh, who, then he he ends up going off the road with his family in the vehicle <laughs> and lands in the desert and tears that car up. Tears um, it all to heck. I mean, that's probably got to be the most famous scene that I know of. Uh, there, are, you talking, there, are you talking about the one from the from the actual Na- National Lampoon's Vacation or yes. the one from Christmas Vacation? Because no. that thing literally that happens. Yes, in just it happens. Every movie. That's right. I was gonna say it happens in Christmas Vacation as well. I just I just recently rewatched uh, the the original 1983 National Lampoon's Vacation. I think it was like maybe a few months back. Uh, the movie's still funny. I mean, oh, to this, this day, it is, it is hilarious. But, yes, that car went through a lot on the way. And, you know, it takes, it takes a good car to make it across from Chicago, right, to – they're going over to California. Yeah, they're going to Wally World, man. Wally World. To California. So you got you to gotta have some faith. You got to have some faith in your vehicle. And, and Clark, <laughs> Clark being Clark doesn't book a flight. <laughs> he packs no. everybody up in 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 the this gigantic box. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's a 1979 Ford LTD Truckster, I think. Yeah. Is what they actually call it. <laughs> it's a Truckster. Yeah. Wood paneling. <laughs> oh my on gosh! The so, what possessed people to put wood on <laughs> paneling on vehicles? Who oh, that? that was the worst idea in the It's like, hey, at the industrial age has happened. What do you want to do? I want to make everything look like wood. Let's put some wheels on it. Let's slap some wood paneling on, on this. Let's make our car look like an old wagon from the old west. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, though, like, like Jesse will know what I'm talking about. Like, would you not kill to have this car to drop your kids off at oh, school? Oh, absolutely. When they, when they reach about 13, 14, 15 years old, I would drop yes. them to school every day. It's It's got to have the Uncle day. Buck backfire, though. Yeah. <laughs> the, when, uh, when I pull them into the when I pull them into the school, uh, you know, just a couple seconds, like a it kind of chicken, chicken, boom, oh, and everybody drops. <laughs> so. On a, uh, a side note, on a side note, let me—I don't mean to interrupt you—but they actually sold this at an auction not too long ago, like August of last year. <clears throat> really? This thing went for probably a couple hundred grand. What do you think, Jesse? Wow, uh, it's the actual vehicle from the movie. Well, it's a production vehicle. A, so, and uh, yeah, they used it at some point in the movie. Um, yeah, it, they used it, or this it was parked in the background, or some part. It was in the movie at some point. Yeah, because I, most of them they probably wrecked. Ronnie's right. probably right around there. I will go five five hundred thousand. Guys, we missed out on the deal of a century because it went for thirty nine thousand nine hundred dollars. What? That's it. <laughs> it's yes. got to be non auctional or something. It comes I mean, complete with vintage luggage for the ro- for the roof, a Wally World bumper sticker, and a dog leash that's attached to the back of it. Oh. You gotta be kidding me! No, I'll send you wow. the dog leash. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's actually that's one of my favorite um <clears throat> one of my favorite scenes in any movie when he's you know he's, <laughs> when they realize that the dog w- was attached to the back of this thing and he's like oh no yeah and the cop comes and he's Anybody. talking to him and then Chevy Chase or what well, uh, 
Clark, obviously, <laughs> he's got to try and figure out a way of getting out of it. And he starts bawling. He hated that dog from the beginning, didn't he? Because the damn dog pissed all over yeah, the sandwiches. Oh, the sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, it was like just a dog doing what dogs do. You know, I mean, it, it was just being a dog. <laughs> And oh. it, it was a dad doing what a dad does too, you know. Yeah, Just well, you forget you got all this stuff going on. Sometimes it's to- at least it wasn't one of his kids. He can be thankful for that, right? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past uh, sure. I'll go with that because <laughs> he had his his great the, the, the great aunt die in the car. Oh, so, vehicle has been through a lot, and we're only at they, 21 here. They just dropped her off on the porch. I remember that now. But um, That's funny. The, the one story I have about the truckster is I'm on my way back from West Virginia to North Carolina during Christmas, uh, or on my way to. I think it was on my way to North or West Virginia from North Carolina, and I passed by this. Uh, I passed by this this house, and this house is. Uh, I look over, and they've got this big field for their uh, for their yard. And I don't know if it's an exact one or not, but I see what looks to be like the, 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 the Ford truckster in the middle of this yard, the oh, middle wow. of this, you know, a middle of their yard. They've got this big yard and it has the tree on top of it oh, with, yes. with all the roots hanging off of it. That's awesome. That was and on so, purpose. That was on purpose. That's so, so purpose. They went through, and then as you go along in their yard, they've got different scenes from from Christmas Vacation. Um, oh, you know, setting up. They got the antique, the antique. They, they've got the mannequin with uh, with cousin Eddie's uh, clothing on it and everything. So you know, he's got That's the hose. Awesome. It, it was just, it was incredible to see. And uh, so you know, immediately, like I said, immediately, I knew it was from um, Vacation, the Vacation movies. Yep. It was the Griswold, uh, you know, it was the Griswold car. Okay, number 20, the 1957 Plymouth Belvedere from Christine. Are you all familiar with the movie and the Stephen King novel I'm familiar. of Christine? I'm familiar with it, but I've never seen it. It's, <sighs> I think I'm right there. I don't think I've seen it. I know about, you know, what goes on behind, you know, with, with the deal with the car. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched this movie. It was terrifying back in the day. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the whole. I don't thing. want to watch it again because I don't want it to be ruined. Because I did the same thing with He Man the other day, and I should have just left that in my childhood. Cartoon, yeah, Masters of the Universe. You know, but anyway, Dolph Lundgren. So, or are you talking about the cartoon? No, the the cartoon. Okay, gotcha. Leave it in wow. your childhood. Um, John Carpenter was the was the director Christine of Christine. Um, the, it says he's a used car nightmare for one teenage boy whose first car is a haunted 1957 Plymouth Belvedere with homicidal tendencies. This car murdered everyone that was around. Like, didn't, it, didn't it lock people inside of it? And- oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that, but you see a 1957 Plymouth and you think, Christine. Well, at least I do. Now, if you can find uh, the next one, number 19 on the list, if you can find this anywhere, please email me or put it on you know, some sort of social media because I've yet to see this out in public, but if I see pictures of it or I see it in the movie, I know exactly where it came from. It is the Mutt, Mutt's Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. 
I don't even know what kind of van it is. It's just made up to be a giant dog with ears <laughs> and a tongue <laughs> and a nose and everything. And in the in the movie, he's got all these dogs from Mutt's Cuts in the back of it, and he's went through a drive-through. Remember that where you got him all these different these different sandwiches and everything oh, with yeah. mustard. Oh, so it was so funny. There is an actual Mutt Cuts. Dot B I Z out there just to let everybody oh, know. No. Professional oh, dog and pet grooming. Uh, you can find them online at muckcuts.biz. Well, maybe not. We have moved. <laughs> Don't worry. We moved to a unit in the back <laughs> of the complex. Well, regardless, you can go find them on the internet. It's an actual thing. But, you, dude, if you see this vehicle out and about, you're going to know yeah. exactly what movie this came if, from if you've seen if, it. If you've seen that business, Muckcuts. Mutt cuts. If if you do not have a vehicle like this, then you have <laughs> failed as a business. Costa Mesa, California. I see no pictures of the Mutt Cuts van on uh, the front page of their website. They call the, that an F A I L fail. Yeah. See, and it even had the leg that hiked up so you could put the, the gas in it so it looked like it was peeing. Oh, man. That's wonderful. Oh, all right. Apparently, for Dumb and Dumber 2, they did a, a, a Mutt Cuts world tour, and they drove Yeah, they drove this thing across the country, and everybody got their pictures. Oh, everybody, you, yeah, you're, you're out there getting a selfie. Yeah. You're getting, I'm getting more than a selfie. I'm being like, I'm like dude, can I drive this thing? Can I, just, can I take it around the block? And then I'm like headed off to like, Vegas somewhere. <laughs> nice. All right. Number 18. I've seen most of these movies. I remember watching this as a kid. Oh, I love um, this. Yeah. Love this vehicle. Herbie, the 1963 Volkswagen Beetle from Ocho. The Love Bug. That's right. I remember watching these movies over and over as, I mean, I'm talking like yeah. five, six years old. Um, and I fell in love with Herbie whenever I, I didn't, understand that Volkswagens were called Volkswagens Beetles. Anytime I saw one, I called them a Herbie. Hey, it's a Herbie car because that's what I thought they were. And I can remember the little kid. I don't know which, I think it's Herbie goes bananas where he, he, uh, he kept calling the car Ocho and everybody's like, why do you keep calling this car Ocho? Number eight. Five plus three is eight. (laughs) It's Ocho. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, I love I love Herbie. I love Herbie. Herbie could do a lot of things that you, that a car. Well, of course, Herbie was a sentient being. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> really. He, I referred to it as he. Yes, it yeah. was. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, it has consciousness. And if you want to watch a good Herbie movie, go back to the original uh, nineteen sixty eight movie, The Love Bug. Don't watch the Lindsay Lohan one. Mm. Yeah, it'll ruin it. You mean you did, you didn't like that one? Uh, anyway, all we right. Were, we were just just off the cuff here. We were kind of yeah. going through and looking at a few movies, and Herbie. Some Herbie movies popped up. Uh, there's apparently some with Don Knotts in them. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen all of them because there are a lot. Oh, there's no, there's a, a ton of Herbie movies. There's a good bit, but Don yeah. Knotts in a Herbie movie, you can't go wrong. No, Don, you can't go no wrong with Don Knotts. <laughs> you know, so something about something else about about um, the Love Bug is that. This was the first time that because I've I'd always seen them and my older sister actually had a um, a Volkswagen Beetle it was like a 1977 Volkswagen Beetle we drove to it in school it was like it was it was the biggest piece of crap ever it was oh. 
like it would always break down and we'd have to like push it off the side of the road in a parking lot. It was awful. But anyway, I saw it and I, and, and I saw that it could be a race car. You know what I mean? Like it was like Herbie's a race car. He's not just yeah. a one, he's a race car. So that's that's cool in and of itself. But it's the first time that I was like, okay, okay yeah, so Volkswagen Beetles can be can be cool rather than a piece of garbage that we have to push off the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of keep pushing it with that series, you know. Hey, we're gonna give the car consciousness. Oh, hey, we're gonna make it a race car. Okay, I'm I'm past the point of believability here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just gonna make we're just gonna give it a, give it a body and the sentient being was gonna start talking. It's gonna start flying, and then we're oh, just gonna start creating the cars movies. I bet you that's okay. Moving on, <laughs> we're, going off, we're going off on a tangent here, but tangent the ne- ta- uh, next one on uh, next one up is the 1970 Dodge Challenger from Vanishing Point, 1971. Now it's been a long time since I've seen Vanishing Point. Uh, but pretty much that uh, Kowalski is the character, and it's the car. Uh, it's a 1970 Dodge Challenger uh, RT440 Magnum. This is a car. This is American muscle. You know what I mean? This car exactly. is just. This is the car that the new Challengers that you see on the road now. This is the car that they're modeled after. Right. So in in the movie Vanishing Point, an ex-cop Kowalski, Vietnam War hero, uh, who bets that he could deliver this beast of a car from Denver to San Francisco in less than nine hours. Did we mention he's also conveniently a former race car driver? So this one, this movie was all about the car and the car trip and the car chase and everything. So um, this one is one of those movies where you just watch it because you know that, that that's a, that's a phenomenal car. So that one ranks up there with, uh, um, with a lot of the other muscle cars that we're going to be seeing on here. Uh, have, are you all familiar with Vanishing Point? I am not. I'm, I'm not. No, I've never seen the movie, but I know I know the car you're, that you're talking about. Yeah. I know, I, I know the one you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I like car movies, but I've never seen this one. I know the car. So it's, it's worth, I mean, like, um, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, it's a really good movie. Um, so it actually has... Uh, yeah, Cleavon Little from uh, Blazing Saddles, who played Bart, Sheriff Bart, he was in it. So it's not a comedy, though. Uh, is this so, um, like is that like what? What are those? What are those races that were where people they'll drive like twenty four hours to go from like one point to the other? And I can't remember the names of those kinds of races. Yeah, so, like it's like teams of people they'll drive like twenty four hours straight to go from like New York to. Orlando in like 24 hours and then they'll go from Orlando to to Austin and then they'll go up to Chicago and they go around the whole United States and if they get there first and they win the big trophy and I cannot remember the name of those is it, is, is it Le Mans? No, not Le Mans. Um, it's, it's an American race where, oh gosh, I cannot remember the name, the name of this race. Yeah. Um, uh, not, I'm, I'm, God, I'm, I'm scraping it. I know it's right there in, I can't remember it either, man. I know what you're talking about, though. But I'll remember it before this is over. I'll remember it. Okay. Anyway. Or the internet won't remember. One or the other. <laughs> Next up on the list is the Pursuit Special from Mad Max 1979. Oh, goodness. Uh, long before uh, Charlie Theron was in Mad Max Fury Road, Mel Gibson roamed the apocalyptic wasteland of the original Mad Max in his Pursuit Special. A black muscle car based on a 1973 
Ford Falcon Interceptor. And it was it was known as in the movie the Pursuit Special is the last of the V8s. Hmm. This is another one of those. I mean, you, you're not going to see this one because it was a tricked out car. Yeah, this you know, thing was come, uh, clearly supposed to be in the future, future post-apocalyptic. Yeah. You're not going to see this thing in the. Uh, it's not like they had a whole bunch of these coming out from Ford, right? But it, <laughs> but it was. Based on the 1973 Ford Falcon. I don't know if I've ever seen a Falcon Interceptor ever, or at least paid attention. Yeah, you're not. It's one of those cars that kind of falls by the wayside. I don't know much about them uh, because I was never really into the the. I uh, Mustangs were about as far as I went into Fords. You know, I was into uh, you know the Dodges and the the GTOs and the and the Chevys. So I probably missed out on a lot with, with Fords, but you know, the, apparently they were a heck of a car, but, uh, um, the, yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss there. Anybody else? Well, uh, let me just go ahead and say that. I don't know if I've watched a single Mad Max movie. What? Yeah. Neither, the, I, either the I, new I, one or any of the old ones. Mad Max movies. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll sing you some Tina Turner here in a second, but I have never seen a I've never seen a Mad Max movie. How about we? Uh, how about we? <laughs> how about we don't do, do this? <laughs> how about we not? Uh, we don't need another hero. <laughs> hey, we're moving on. A lot of people don't realize that Gone in sixty seconds was was a remake of a nineteen seventy four movie called. Gone in 60 seconds. What? Yes. And I am an idiot. And on source material, on Monday night, I called Eleanor Lucille. (laughs) (laughs) Another fancy girl's name for something that is not a car, but definitely. A guitar or an instrument of death. A barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. Oh, they could be they could be one and the same depending on who has it. Well, that's true. <laughs> Eleanor in the night nineteen seventy four gone in sixty seconds was a nineteen seventy three Ford Mustang Mach one. Mm. Pretty, that's a pretty car. And and just like in the in the remake, um, it was the crown jewel of, of all the cars that uh that had to be stolen in the you know in the movie. Now, um, there's a little bit of variation between Gone 60 Seconds, 1974, and the, and the, the current one. Um, but the, this movie uh, had, was known for having wrecked a uh, record-setting 93 cars in a single chase scene. Jeez. Um, so, I mean, that record was... <laughs> I've never seen this movie. Now I really want to. Yes, you really <laughs> want to see this movie because it's actually really good. Uh, but this was a heck of a movie. Like I said, the the Mustangs, you know, in the sixties and the seventy Mustangs, uh, were my were my jam, man. And the seventy four, I mean, the seventy three Ford Must, uh, Mustang Mach one was just a beautiful car. That was an awesome car. The yeah, fa- that fastback on it. The color was less to be desired, but oh no, that's that seventies feel, man. That beige, baby poop, <laughs> everything color. was brown. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love it. All right, moving on. This is a movie that we were, uh, I mean, shoot, 2001 up to 2017, over the 16 years, um, they have made eight movies, uh, and it is the original Fast and the Furious from 2001 
is the 1970 Dodge Charger that belonged to Dominic. Now this, this is a muscle car. Oh. This is probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite car from any movie. I don't know why. I just like this one, and I think I think it's because the, the, there's a story behind it. You know, like even on Gone in sixty seconds, you know, they have a story behind it. But this is like, you know, he he built it with his dad, and he he knows like all the specs on the cars, and he mm-hmm. makes a comment that there's so much torque on the back tires that if he floors it, he will bend. He he bends the the frame of the car. Mm. You know, so this is probably my favorite. This is, I don't know. This is my, probably my favorite car out of this whole list. <sighs> Uh, I'm yes. not. I'm not as partial. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, hey, uh, hey, I get it. I I remember watching. It's been a while since I watched the first Fast and the Furious, though. So, um, it didn't. It just felt more like a car to me. Uh, it, it, how much? How much in of the movie is it in? Is it throughout the whole movie that he uses this car? Is it only in no, a couple of races? It's, no, it's he, only a couple. It's only in one major race, and that was at okay. the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, a sweet it, looking ride, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, when you got you know that stuff coming out of the hood, and yeah. <laughs> good golly. Yeah. Um, I've 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 seen you know I've seen a couple of seventy chargers you know roaming around you know of course they don't bring them out until like it's summer and then you know the weather's good and you know very rarely you know they only drive it on Sundays kind of thing. Uh, but go ahead. Oh, but I any time I'm with they're like oh man look at that chart it's just like from the Fast and the Furious. No, no, I'm like not. yeah. <laughs> I'm like mm, yeah kind of. But um, you know, it's missing some hardware on it, and, and probably a lot of tinkering under the hood. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was one of those scenes where you, you take a car like this, an iconic American muscle car, and you put it up against the Japanese import that Paul Walker was driving, and most of the people were driving in the movie. I don't know that it, Supra. That Supra was pretty sweet. They they put all the this, the work into them and everything, and really you don't put a lot of work into these. Uh, you know, you tinker under the hood, you replace some stuff, but it's still you know this is a, a ton of you know American steel. Just ah, oh, you just love these cars, man. And uh, and and this, this was also a ten second car too, wasn't it? Yeah, you owe me a nice. Yeah, I can't remember how many seconds you owe me a however many second car. Um, okay, next one up is the nineteen sixty. Yo, no, go ahead, I'm, go I'm back, go back. We're yeah, doing, you go we're, for it. We're, we're doing, uh, we're doing a quick poll. Okay, okay. all right. Which, uh, which would you guys like? We'll start with Adam. Two thousand seventeen Dodge Charger. Just now. Or which would you prefer? Which would you prefer? Two thousand seventeen Dodge Charger, or a two thousand seventeen Dodge Challenger. Hmm. Oh geez, mm-hmm. um, it depends. Does it have a Hemi in it? Uh, Ronnie Adams, that, does that thing got a Hemi? I'll let, I'll let you be the. Uh, I'll let you be the. Well, <laughs> they have changed. They have changed since the seventies. Okay, the Charger is no longer. I mean, it's kind of a muscle car, but it's more of a four door. Uh, I don't want to say it, it, it's a sedan now. So if you See, ask me between I, the two. I would actually go for the Challenger because it's the new muscle I would car. Too. I would too, especially if it's the Hellcat version. So, 
Um, if you and I know a couple of guys with some challengers, and they're actually really, really awesome cars. Oh my gosh, man! I'd love to get my hands on a challenger just to drive it. Did I ever tell you I had? I don't think I ever told you this, but my my dad had this wonderful. I mean, just a I, I want to say it's a cherry sixty. I want to say it was a sixty eight GTO. Oh, right. dude! It was a. Do not gold. have a mirror. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> the 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 sixty nine was the judge, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So dad had like this gold sixty eight GTO. Always mm, kept gold. it under the car cover. Uh, when I say gold, it was like you know it was kind of like a brown brownish gold looking car. Uh, but he always kept it under the car cover. Always out there every weekend waxing it and washing it. And a beautiful car. Hardly ever drove it. I got to drive it one time when I was learning to get my license ha- had the little had the little pedal on the floor it looked like a foot for the clutch yeah and, and uh <laughs> I, my dad ended up a sad story he ended up getting a divorce mm. and he didn't want his uh soon to be ex-wife getting a hold of that which she could have possibly tried so he sold it to a friend of his for a dollar so that he, oh, so he could, he hurt so my, he, my heart. He could get rid of it and then turn around. I think he turned around and sold it shortly thereafter, but uh, for actual money. But he actually sold it for a buck just so he could get it out of his name and into somebody else's hands that could hold on to it. But yeah, dude, he no longer has it. It's been, I don't know, we're, we're talking close to 20 years now. But I can yeah. remember sitting at lights with him. And dad revving the people would come up beside him and see him sitting in that. And, you know, he's got the three kids in the back seat, whatever back seat there was to that thing. And, <laughs> and you know, he's got his wife in there. And people are wanting to race him. Yeah. Dad's just sitting there. He's like, nope, not going to happen. But man, when he would turn it loose at like a red light, oh, it was, it was a dream, man. It was such a lot. That's probably the fastest car I ever, ever either rode in versus drove in my entire life. That's amazing. I love it. All right. Next. Um, oh, okay. Well, I was going to say you go up a year, and uh, that's the car my dad had. The 69? He had the judge. He had the judge. Oh, man. that and that. He, I told you I wanted to get my buddy on here to talk cars because he would have mm-hmm. been all over this. And he'll tell you to this day that that's one of his – that and a Corvette is what he wants to get his hands on. My dad had the judge. Uh, from what I remember uh, him telling me, he had the judge and, um, and he was just telling me about this, this GTO he had, and it was just an amazing car. He ended up selling it and getting a four door. I don't know why he would ever get a, uh, a family car before he even had a family. You know, he got married in 73, 70, no 74. I'm sorry. So I'm like, well, dad, he's like, just, uh, yeah. I was like, he's, and he was just telling me all about it. <laughs> he was telling me about all about this car, reliving it, and I was like, "Oh!" And he just looks at me and goes, oh, "I wish I'd kept that car for you, <sighs> Dad. Why would you say that? Come on!" So, and I'm like, "Yeah, I do too." Man, and my mom, awesome. they're, they're my awesome. mom had a '68 Ford Mustang. Oh my goodness! That she saw each other. No, they didn't know each other at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and then they fell in love. And then they fell in love and realized they had awesome car, had awesome cars, and then whatever they had then. So um, next up, the '67 Shelby GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds in 2000. 
26 years from the original, Gone in 60 Seconds, of uh, the original Gone in 60 Seconds, whole new cast, whole new Eleanor. This time is Crazy Nick Cage and Angelina <laughs> Jolie with dreads. They have to steal 50 cars for a British gangster. Uh, and the original Eleanor, I mean, like the original Eleanor, is the crown jewel of the all the cars. And they have to steal a 1967 Ford Shelby GT500. Oh, he drives the wheels Uh-oh. off of this thing in this movie. And that movie, I mean, like, he, it, it, it makes the movie. This car makes the movie. I mean, just the 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 whole the whole chase scene with with the Shelby. Um, you, you couldn't ask for a better. I mean, like a lot of people are down on Gone in sixty seconds. I really like this movie because not only it was a it was a car movie. You know, you got your. If you're a car guy, or even if you just kind of like cars, you were into this because there were so many beautiful cars that they stole, and then they had the the they had Eleanor at the end. But it was also a heck of a heist movie. Oh yeah. So I mean, it was I, I really liked it. So you want to know uh, something but, about um, about this car in this movie? What's that? It wasn't actually a '67 uh, Mustang. It was like it was a completely different year. And what they did was they took uh, a complete custom body kit and mm-hmm. put it on this thing. So the it's, it's not a, it's not quite a '67. It's in the '60s. I think it's like a '64 or a '65 fastback or something like that. And they just added things to it to make it look like a '67 uh, GT500. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Well, now that you've destroyed my world. Hey, no, this car, this car is awesome, man. This car is actually what got me into car movies. Really? Movie. Yeah, because um, I think it came out a year before. I think it was a year before, right around the same time as Fast and the Furious. And I, did, I had not seen Fast and Furious. This came out, and I was like, holy cow, I love this. This came movie. out a year before Fast and Furious. Okay, so I saw this, and then I watched Fast and Furious. I knew I'd seen this before Fast and Furious. But uh, and it was a while before I'd seen Fast and Furious because I thought Fast and Furious was just a uh, just another car movie. But I saw it, and this movie is actually what turned me on to car movies. Mm -hmm. So this 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 is like I mean when I saw this I wanted for the longest time a 1967 Shelby GT500. I wanted one of these so bad. Did you ever did you ever look at one in person or see one or? I mean, um, um, just the, actually kind of one of the things that my dad and I do often is go to car shows. He would he would drive me along, and I, I hated doing this when I was little, but it's 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 super fun now. Like I I take my boys to do it, but um, we would go to these car shows, and inevitably there's always somebody there who has recreated this this car. Usually there's usually four or five of them. Somebody who's you know got it right. And usually that's the one that I go and they'll let you sit in it and you can talk to him about it. And that's how I found out that the the one in the movie is not a 67 because oh, wow. one of the guys, I guess was doing research on it. And he found out through, you know, emails to people. And I think he finally got it from, 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 uh, who knows somebody who knows somebody who worked on the movie said, this isn't actually, this is a movie. Huh? No. Be a prop. It's it's made to look awesome, so it's not really a, a, a GT five hundred. It's, it's got some different ears on it. Like if you look at a sixty seven Shelby GT five hundred, it looks nothing like like this at all. 
Now, if you look at the movie um, Gone in 60 Seconds, there are on, on the internet, there are lists. There, You can find the list of the 50 cars. Really? And they're correlating code names. But if you just look at it, you've got Aston Martins, you've got Bentleys, you've got Cadillacs out the Waz, um, you've got Chevy, you know, the Bel Air convertible, Camaros, Corvettes, uh, Corvette Stingray, big block. Holy crap. Um, the Ford F350 4x4 modified. Uh, you've got Dodge Daytonas, Dodge Viper, Ferraris, uh, Yukon, Humvees, Jaguars, Infinities, or Jaguar, sorry, Lamborghini, Jaguar, Jaguar, not a Jaguar, Lexus, Lincolns, Mercedes Benz, um, Mercury Custom, Plymouth, Porsche, Pontiac, uh, and the Shelby AC Cobra, and the Shelby mm. Mustang GT500. And Land Cruisers, Supras, and a Volvo Turbo Wagon R. There are so many beautiful cars in this movie. Oh, it's just you got to watch it and watch them heist all of them. Next up, love it or hate it, it's the 1966 Ford Thunderbird convertible from Thelma and Louise. It's a good car. It is a phenomenal car. I was talking about the movie Love It or Hate It. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. You're going to recognize this car <laughs> mostly from that movie. Uh, it, it's it's just a, an iconic car. You can see it in a bunch of different movies. You you know most notably Thelma and Louise, beautiful car. Thunderbirds are you know have always been just a, a gorgeous vehicle. Uh, but you know you can you you mostly know it from if you know if you can name another movie as a '66 Ford Thunderbird that is so prevalent. You know is the focal point of of you know is a part of the characters. Um, I defy you to find another movie that has has this movie, this car what, in it. What is the defining scene from Thelma and Louise with this car in it? Do you, Where they you, drive off the cliff <laughs> into oblivion, holding exactly, hands. exactly. Yep. All right. Next on the list is a little known, uh, a little known race car named Lightning McQueen from the animated Cars franchise. And I am kidding when I say little known. Uh, we don't know what kind of car he is. Uh, we just know that Lightning McQueen is a is a pretty. You know, I feel silly putting this on the list because he's not even a real car. Well, you know, it, there's plenty of kids, my yeah. three year old included, who knows who Lightning both, McQueen both is, and probably kids. my three and probably, five year old. Your all's kids probably look at a red race car and go Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. So, he is based off of a, a Chevy Corvette C6. Ah, okay. I guess. Yeah, look at you, Mr. Wikipedia. That's that's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't calling you out. I was just I was just it, calling you Wikipedia. I wasn't trying to looks, you because know, to me it looks more like it's it's got different design features of of different. You know what it looks like, like to me? End. A red a car with eyes. <laughs> I get your point. Mm. <laughs> you know, there were point. so many, there were so many adult jokes in this that you, you know, um, like the the two fans, you know, the, that are girls that are flashing their headlights at like Oh my goodness! What the heck? Nice you one. Can't, you can't do that with kids. You know, the kids are not going to get it, of course. But um, but you're going to any any kid can see a red until just now. Yeah, it destroyed your world, didn't I? <laughs> It's not fun to watch with my boys now. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, it, son? Those those headlights. Well, 
Hey, it could be an education. It's an educational experience now. Okay, just go into it with that. <laughs> Birds and the bees. Cards. Never, never yeah. put them both together until now. Yeah, I'm really. sure there was some tailpipe references, stuff like that. You know. <laughs> And there, um, there's, there's even one about like where it doesn't um doesn't the Porsche Porsche she she puts up her uh, her spoiler and there's like pinstriping on the back of like there's a, like there's a oh, tattoo oh yeah like she had a yeah see stop it guys they're, they're... <laughs> I love those movies though man they're so good and it's like the only it's the only role that I think Larry the Cable Guy is good in because that role is perfect for him as Mater. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, like I know, um, I know Jesse's a big uh, Layer the Cable guy fan. Oh, we can get her done. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, any kid that sees a red race car is going to look at it and think Mike Nemec Queen anymore. Any any kid of a certain age. Next on the list is another red sports car, and it is oh, has a very iconic scene in it as well. It is prevalent in the whole movie. Uh, and it is 1963 Modena Spider, California from <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Ferrari. Day Off. Oh, man. Ferrari. I mean, they're just – it's it's so great that they decide, like, hey, let's turn – let's try and turn the speedometer – or the speedometer. Let's try and turn the odometer backwards by driving in reverse. Yes. <laughs> and then it goes crashing through the <laughs> – <laughs> the thing kicks out from underneath oh, it. It gets traction. It drives backwards out of this this beautiful. I mean, even to this day, this garage is amazing because it's all glass and it's it's like it's, it's like the uh, what's the the um, the architect uh, Frank Lloyd Wright that <laughs> like it's like his his falling waters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like out there in the middle of nowhere. Woods. Mm-hmm. And there's just this there's this beautiful building with these gorgeous cars in it, <laughs> and it goes flying out the backs. I mean, uh-huh. who can who cannot identify with Cameron with for whose dad probably mm-hmm. you know anybody out there who has a dad who owns a sports car you know my my dad included with this with the GTO I can remember don't yeah. ride your don't do not ride your bikes around that car do not get close to that car all right you, you are paranoid. You don't yeah. want to do anything near this car. And then just like this article says, here comes Ferris Bueller who puts it out in a tree. Yeah. I mean, you're dead. You're, you're pretty much like, okay, well, where am I going to live now? Because my dad's going to disown me. Um, yeah. Wow. And I, I so identify with Cameron here. Yeah, but but I mean, I mean, this this article really really kind of brings home the fact that Ferris Bueller is an awful friend. He's a douche. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it. He, it. Is. He, is. he 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 didn't he didn't get into any trouble. But poor Cameron. Um, besides being conned by Bueller into committing truancy, you know, skipping school, impersonating a police officer, and motor vehicle theft. Cameron also finds himself peer pressured into taking the heat for the destruction of his dad's prized possession, which really it was all Bueller. Man, what a he is! He is a (laughs) d bag, man. I just I just realized that I don't like that movie anymore. Um, (laughs) So we ruined we ruined cars and Ferris Bueller in less than five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So going moving on, we have. Um, <laughs> one of the best you know car movies of all time, 
1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah, with the big old bird on the on the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, Just I love, I love screaming that redneck joy. Oh man, man. you don't know how many I saw these growing up in Southern West Virginia, <laughs> and they're still there, probably. Oh, you have no. <laughs> they're in somebody's yard. So, so here I have a story about the, about this car. Um, in in college, I worked at, at Best Buy, and we had a sales manager who was maybe maybe two years older than me. And uh, he came into work one day, and he he looked a little disheveled. We're like, Wes, what's going on, man? He was like, Well, I got a new car, and I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, what kind is it? And he's like, He's like, It's a 1977 Pontiac Trans Am, exactly like the one at, uh, from Smoking the Bandit. And we were like, Oh, sweet. Nice. And we're like, can you like you need to drive it in? He's like, I can't, I can't drive it. And we're like, why not? He's like, it's in pieces. And I was like, what do you mean it's in pieces? Apparently, his mom knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who had this car, and she said you could have it. And he's like, I could have it. So he drove like two and a half hours to get this car, only to find out that the entire car was disassembled. Oh, shit. He brought it home in Tupperware cases. Oh, what? <laughs> so he had to make like four or five trips back and forth, and he would bring home like the hood in one trip, and he would get as much as he possibly could. Did anyway, dude get it together? He did, and and I, I saw him not too long ago, almost maybe a year before I left West Virginia. I moved out of West Virginia. I saw him, and I asked him about the car, and he's like, yeah, I finished it. He's like, I finished it like six months Oh, two twenty fifteen. He bought this thing in like in like two thousand five. So it took him ten years. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. So, yeah, but but he has a seventy seven Pontiac Trans Am now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't you, you can't c- cry about that. I'm, like I'm, the article I'm, says, things were really different back in nineteen seventy seven. Coors was regarded as one of the finest beers in America. <laughs> and the Pontiac Trans Am was easily one of the most, one of the baddest rides in the country. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, the T-tops. Pontiac. This T Top 1977 Cannonball Pontiac Trans, ba- Trans Am, Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run. has become one of the most iconic cars in cinema history. Next up, this car. <laughs> Is easily in one of my is is easily one of my favorite movie cars of all time, and so one of my favorite movies of all time from 1980, the Bluesmobile from the Blues Brothers. I love I love that movie. This is a decommissioned Mount Prospect police car that was purchased by Elwood Blues after he sold his old car in exchange for a microphone. This car could do things that. You, I mean, no other car could do it. It survived. Um, oh my gosh! It performed a full backwards flip in midair, plowed through a busy shopping mall without a hitch, <laughs> jumped an open drawbridge, uh, evaded law enforcement on multiple occasions, and could carry a giant speaker, a loudspeaker, on top of it with no problem, without a dent. So, um. And surprisingly enough, it says in the in the article. Surprisingly enough, its cigarette lighter doesn't work. That's, but, that's one of the funniest <laughs> jokes in any movie, by the way. Right, and Blue Elwood and uh, the Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood, on a mission from God to save their orphanage, the orphanage right. they grew up in. We're on a mission from God. 
Mission from God. Um, but uh, this movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is hey. a phenomenal movie. And it just wouldn't be the Blues Brothers without the police car, the Blues Here. Mobile. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read from the wiki specifically. Right ahead. The Blues Brothers, and in the wiki, it has a section just called Bluesmobile. All right. The film used 13 different cars bought at auction from the California Highway Patrol to depict the retired 1974 Mount Prospect, Illinois Dodge Monaco Patrol car. The vehicles were outfitted by the studio to do particular driving chores. Some were customized for speed and others for jumps, depending on the scene. For large car chases, filmmakers purchased 60 police cars at $400 each, and most were destroyed at the completion of the filming. More than 40 stunt drivers were hired, and the crew kept a 24-hour body shop to repair cars for the, for the scene. When the blues brothers finally arrive at Richard J. Daly center, a mechanic took several months to rig the car to fall apart at the time of the film's release. It held the world record for the most cars destroyed in one film until it was surpassed by its own sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And that was, I mean, while I love the blues brothers, blues brothers, 2000, Left a little, left you a little wanting. <laughs> yeah, the, the good, yeah. The good thing about about Blues Brothers 2000 was the music. The very end of it, they had oh, they had every man. every guitar player that you would ever want on stage. Everybody that was, was influenced by blues or was a blues music. musician, oh, yeah. like everybody from Doctor so, Don to Eric Clapton yeah. to BB I mean, King, uh, Buddy Stevie Waters. Waters on there too. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know if Stevie Wonder was on there, but I know Travis Tritt was there. Um, there was there was just a ton of a ton of uh and like, like um, musicians. There was even uh like horn players from like the, the early Oh 70s yeah. And 60s. Uh Paul Schaefer uh, from the Paul Schaefer band. Uh um, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was he was in that movie uh playing playing the keys. Um so it was just, you know, that that movie um uh was was incredible with the with the music, but uh and even more, uh, even even cooler was that they 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 used the same car, not the same car, but you know they still had the Bluesmobile, you know, oh, from man. from nineteen eighty to um, it wasn't the year two thousand, but uh, it was still called Blues Brothers two thousand. But uh, so the Bluesmobile just you know just brings back such good memories. Does it, okay. The next one on the list, I don't know if y'all will be familiar with it. Uh, the car maybe, but not the, the movie, but, uh, the 68 Ford Mustang GT from bullet. Oh yeah. I love that movie. S- Steve McQueen bullet. Never this, seen it. Oh, you got to watch it just cause it was the definition of, of just cool. You know, <laughs> um, the, the movie set the bar on car chases and cinema while the, uh, uh, it was, I mean, it was just this. You have to see this movie for car chases. Bullet was an amazing movie. The '68 Ford Mustang GT is just another classic muscle car that just, oh gosh, I, I, I just got a thing for for these classic cars. You know, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, it's so blocky. Oh, you know, yeah, but it's solid metal, and it has an engine that will take this solid metal frame faster and than you would ever on, think, and ran on real gas. And ran on real gas. Yes, not this unleaded crap that they give us and now. Gas and testosterone and <laughs> tears of your enemies. <laughs> so, all right. 
No, uh, the next on the list coming up, you got, if you're going to have a car, a movie, you know, a movie car list, you got to have this one on here. James Bond's 1963 Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger. I love this car. This car is gorgeous, and it is the quintessential James Bond car, as the article says. The whole package, timeless class, fierce horsepower, technological ingenuity, and did we mention an ejector seat? Wasn't like all his vehicles tuned up with some kind of crazy thing every oh. Q always had something, you know, something put in his game. Gadgets, yeah. I'm a spy, man. Now, if I'm not mistaken, did it wasn't this one that had it had guns in it, right? Ejector seat guns. Yeah, come out of the headlights or something. Yeah, something in the front. So, but if you just look at the Aston Martin, the '63 Aston Martin, this thing was just a beautiful machine. Um, it just was. It was awesome. So, all right. Next on our list, another, you know, <laughs> you can't. Hey, this was just mentioned the other day. So the 1992 Ford Explorer XLT from Jurassic Park. Oh, boy. My Ford Explorer <laughs> booming with the trunk. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I saw one of these. Yeah. Uh, it was about a year ago, actually. And I don't know if I sent you guys a picture of it. I know it, it, was, it was about a year or so ago, but. Our, the church that my daughter was going to, apparently there was some kind of uh, this traveling thing where they bring the Jurassic Park car and somehow tied into some kind of religious theme or whatever. But regardless, um, yeah, I mean, you see this thing. It's There's no mistaking it considering it has Jurassic Park written on the side of it. <laughs> but, Who is that from? <laughs> I think I, I think I've seen that somewhere. Wait, wait a second. Uh, that, my tongue. Really, really familiar. I, I, I don't. E. T. Put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this um, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I don't know if you would really know this this uh, this particular vehicle if. If it weren't for the paint job, then yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of Ford Explorer XLT. Yeah, I said one. Explorer. I was behind one in a drive-through earlier. I mean, I'm going. To- <laughs> <laughs> this is the car. Exactly. This is literally the car that you see in in the Walmart parking lot that has been there for about two months because nobody will come back and claim it. You know, <laughs> it's just that common. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a. It's a Ford Explorer. I mean, my goodness. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm not going to see one of these and go without a paint job and go, oh, yeah, that's the that's the vehicle. I know uh, it is. When I Man, when I get older, I'm going to buy me a Ford Explorer. That's that's, that's the car I'm going to have. I'm going to hunt dinosaurs in my Ford Explorer. Yes, sir. I don't know why I sound like a redneck when I say that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, my uh, my uncle and aunt drove a Ford Explorer. Um, you know, it, there wasn't anything really special about it. That's, uh, about it. That's all you can really yeah. say. But I will say that the article points out something very, very, very uh, interesting. And, and the, what made these Ford Explorers cool was that um, for touring the Jurassic Park grounds, they came equipped with night vision goggles, oh, yeah. talkies, and coordinated motion sensor systems for detecting and identifying dinosaurs. So, 
Spad, no expense. Exactly. Ford Explorers or not, I mean, God, this was... It's got an, interact, it's got an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're Whoa. winding... We're winding down. I'm going to switch things up a little bit because I think it's how it should go. Uh, the next one on the list is the Batmobile from Tim Burton's Batman in 1989. Iconic, iconic movie, uh, movie car. Yeah, you're wow. going to recognize this with no matter what paint job it has. Right. I mean, you. It, it's what it's what movie is that from? <laughs> Now, one of the cool things, Bridges of Madison County. Yes, <laughs> driving Miss Daisy, driving Miss Daisy. It has to be. Uh, if that's what, if that's what Morgan, uh, Morgan Freeman put uh, what's her face in and drove her around in, that movie would have been worth worth the seven dollars. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> carry me to the store, Hoke. Um, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Flying out of the bat cave. There's like no rocks anywhere. He's going everywhere. He's not using anything that has any asphalt on it. It's just all all off the road. Or he, and he hits that button and the fenders you? fly off and just the middle of the car drives to the alley. And he parks it there. Holding, out. holding on. Going, going, Hulk, what do you think you're doing? I'm carrying you to the Piggly Wiggly. You know? <laughs> Miss Daisy, it just yeah, it's just no listen. Days. That movie is, in, I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna lie. I loved driving Miss Daisy. I thought Morgan Freeman was was incredible in it. But to see him drive the Batmobile with Miss Daisy in it would be even better. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, just incredible. Uh, machine guns, oil slick dispensers, smoke emitters. It just you know, it it the list goes on with the Batmobile. But more recognizable than some of the Batmobiles that they've had over time, uh, this is the most one of the most recognizable Batmobile. You know, oh, hey. the the original Batmobile was just a fancy car with a giant bat head on it. What were you going to say? Oh no, never mind. I'm I'm saving it up, I'm saving it up till we hit the top. Right. What we got? Top three next? Uh, no, this is the last two. Oh, this is the last two. Okay, yeah, this is the top next, three. You're, you're, you're yeah, this, that was number three. The next one up, number two on our list from 1984. The Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Yeah. You cannot see a 59 Cadillac hearse and not think Ghostbusters. And that iconic, you know. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's what. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Just. And, and, you know, it's, oh, it was just incredible. I mean, 1959. I mean, who would think to take a Cadillac hearse and turn it into the monstrosity ghost busting machine here? Ecto-1. Oh yeah, and just you know all this. You know, it looks like PVC pipe and stuff on the top of it. You don't know what it does, but you know it does yeah, something. You have no cool. idea. Yeah, you have no idea. So exactly. Um, you know, we met a couple of a couple of uh, Ghostbusters at uh, Tricon. Not too long ago, uh, and it was uh, the you know they they of course you know uh, have their Ghostbuster gear and that I, I think it's another thing like uh, uh, like the Stormtroopers they have certain sects of um, their clan clan or whatever and they dress up and go to different cons and Are stuff you, like you that. You talking about River City? River City. What okay. I say Tricon. I yeah. mean River City Con. RC. Yeah, River City Comic Con. Yep, Tricon yep. is in Huntington. 
So in River City, there was a couple of a uh, couple of Ghostbusters there, and they were incredible. But I didn't see an Ecto One, and I was really disappointed. No. So Ecto One is number two. Number one on the list. Mm, I defy you to find a more. Yes, this is why Jesse is here. And uh, I defy you one moment. To, 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 I defy you to find <laughs> another icon, a more iconic car to put on this list. Something mm. more recognizable than this than the 1982 DeLorean DMC-12 from Back to the Future. Oh, what a beauty. Why not do it with some style? That's right, buddy. (laughs) That is right. Man, I'm not going to be able to do this car justice at the number one spot where it absolutely deserves to be. Mm -hmm. I wish I could drop all sorts of knowledge on you, other than the fact that everybody knows I'm a huge was a piece of junk. <laughs> it really was. In real life, it was. In real life, it was kind of a piece of junk. It, they, was, uh, it was made of, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was made of, I think it was a, a, like solid steel. Solid like, steel. Weighed yep. like a million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I'm so sorry. I don't, mean to, I don't mean that in a bad way. But, I mean, of course, in the movie, uh, you couldn't find a sweeter, v, sweeter oh, ride dude. than that. You it know what I mean? Back in back in 1982, this was the car, man. Yeah, you know this was the oh, car, absolutely the car. When um, when you see one of these going down the road, I mean, this is the movie you think of. There's no there's no mistake in it. If you've seen the movie, you immediately think Back to the Future when you see one of these DeLoreans. I personally. I need, you know, I've always got, if I'm passing one on the road, I don't care. I'm handing the camera to many of them to get a picture of that. Cause you yes. don't see them. You don't see them very often. It's, no. it's, it's a very, it's, it's a pretty rare car. Um, especially like you said, it's a piece of junk because if you find one running, you know, if one is actually running, that's pretty rare as well. It was, it, I mean, I hate to say it like that. It wasn't like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of a piece of crap. Um, as, a, as an actual vehicle. Gull wing doors. Exactly. I uh, mean, you had the suicide doors on it, or gull wings, should say. Like, um, you had the, it was just. Two-seater. Two-seater. That's all you could get in it. Um, for 1982, this thing was aerodynamic out the, out the, out the yang. Um, yeah, and almost, it practically looks flat. Yeah, I mean, um, I how far you when you sit down in the seat, you're probably like, I don't know, maybe seven inches from the ground. Yeah, this thing could, I know it, it was meant to boogie, and and we know that it got up to at least 88 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some serious stuff. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> we were looking at a picture of it here on on this this article, and there's only one problem that I have with this picture. And Jesse, can you guess what I, what it is? Uh, I, if it's something that sticks out, I mean, I, this is what we're looking at here is the part two, ah, Mister yeah. Fusion in the back, Mister Fusion on the back. If yep. we're talking about the original one, it wouldn't have the Mister Fusion ah, from '85. Okay, yeah. So, um, it's got all the the hardware on the on the outside of it, but it did not have the Mister Fusion to to turn your garbage into fuel. That's right. One of the things plutonium. they did a wonderful job with, a lot of the movies on this list did, um, but I'll always, of course, give props to my favorite franchise ever, oh, Back yeah. to the Future. But <clears throat> one of the things that these filmmakers did is they made the car 
a significant part of the movie. And what you'll see if you watch a lot of the, the, the you know, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, clearly that is the vehicle that they have to use in order to get forward and backwards in time. That is mm-hmm. also, you know, imagine being there in person watching the smoke roll out of the back of that of Doc Brown's truck and this thing just slowly creeping down into the mall parking lot. And that was one heck of a way to introduce a vehicle into a movie. The music, the mood, the the visuals, and that throughout the whole franchise, they they put the camera work on this car to make it feel like it's a character sometimes. Uh, right now I'm listening to a podcast that goes minute by minute through the back to the future franchise. And they are, mm. they are in back to the future three right now. And they're at the point where doc uh, has to drop the DeLorean onto the tracks. And if you remember that shot from back to the future three, I mean, almost every shot of the DeLorean is from the ground looking up at it. A lot of times when it's just the DeLorean, uh, because it makes it look that much more magnificent. And when that doc drops it onto the train tracks and it just kind of rolls right up to the camera. Um, uh, Absolutely. Deservedly. I'm I'm clearly biased, but I, I give, I will give the DeLorean, uh, a uh, first place every every single time. So, well, it, des- so. it deserves it because um, it, that that car was as much as a character as Marty McFly was. Yes, in those movies. So, I mean, a lot of people can say that you know, um, you have your favorites uh, and whatnot. You could say, oh, the Batmobile was a character, or oh, the Aston Martin. But really, really, I mean, the only other one I could think of that didn't wasn't you know focused around that vehicle um, would be honestly smoking the bandit. And how heartbreaking was it to see in the final shot or not final shot, but in the, in the final parts of, uh, of, of part three, when he makes it back to 1985 and a train plows oh. through it and just demolishes it. I mean, you I got a little through, weepy. Uh, well, I, I always do every time I watch, watch this sh- franchise but uh but no it this thing had been through all three movies and finally it did its final job and then a train just comes and plows through it and destroys everything all that hard work doc brown put into it the the spectacular design that that coked up delorean uh created uh, (laughs) it's so true (laughs) he was it's funny because it's true that's true but anyway i i I shall stop gushing now oh you're fine um so guys this that's our list we stole it from buzzfeed uh where you can find you know um the list of uh, they said 24 most iconic movie cars of, of all time. Uh, we we deleted some from the list because, frankly, I don't think the the Burger Mobile from Good Burger really needed to be on there. <laughs> I was trying uh, to think of some honorable mentions that didn't make the list. Um, I think this is a pretty exhaustive list. To be yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good. I I immediately thought of Maximum Overdrive, but that's a semi truck. Yeah. So I don't. That's it, probably why it didn't make the list. And it wasn't really centered around one vehicle. It was it was the machines. It was all the cars and the everything. Then we, um, I was. Then all of a sudden, I'm starting to think of like Kit from Knight Rider, and I'm like, oh, we're talking yeah, movies. That's a, that's yeah, a, talking that's movies. So, the Beverly Hillbillies truck. 
that's so we're talking movies. But yeah, there we're not talking a, shows. We're movie, talking movies. There's a movie with it. Yeah, name. but we don't talk oh. about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jim Varney. Oh, oh man. Well, you can find this list on BuzzFeed right between uh, – you'll only understand these 47 photos if you're an 80s girl. And, um, what? Like, <laughs> these are the Yeah. And uh, Thanks, plant BuzzFeed. a garden and we'll tell you a deep truth about yourself. Right between those two articles, you can find the most iconic movie cards of all times. Uh, BuzzFeed, you can be a waste of – complete waste of time sometimes. But this oh, was a good by article. The by the way. Agreed. It's Cannonball Run. That's the name of the race that goes across the uh, the um, the country, and they they do it as fast it as they possibly can. It's also there, a movie. I, I was gonna say, yeah, it's a movie for sure. I didn't know that's actually what they called the race. There, there's an actual race. Yeah, the Cannonball Run. Run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they interesting. From, they go from place to place to place to place, and they try to get there the quickest. And I mean, you got to pay your own speeding tickets and everything. <laughs> well. Got to do well, what you yeah. got to do. And just a little tidbit before we leave that Jackie Chan was in the Cannonball Run. Was he? Yes, he was. They had uh, all sorts of stars in the Cannonball Run. Yeah. As well as Cannonball Run 2, which was not very good. Smothers Brothers. Oh. I would do the bit that they do on the plane right now, but I, we, we'll keep this PG, folks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with that. <laughs> Death race. Oh, and then there's also Cannonball from 1976 uh, with David Carradine. And that's the only people I recognize from it. Uh, Robert Carradine as well. That's the only people I recognize. But uh, so with that, we're going to leave you with the list of our, uh, we stole from their list, but we removed the ones we didn't agree with. And those are the most iconic movie cars of all times. If you think that we've missed a car or you think that number one shouldn't be the DeLorean, which you're wrong, um, please let us know. Social media, Facebook, uh, just look for Screaming Boy Podcast. Uh, look for us on Twitter, Screaming Boy PR, Instagram, Screaming Boy Productions. Uh, you can email us at info at screamingboy.com. Let us know. Get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. Um, Jesse, tell us what you got going on, my friend. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's we're nearing the end. I think we're we're coming up on the end here. That's this show for yeah. Cars Week. So go back in the Rattlech and Broadcasting archives to check out here in my Car Week on the Rattlech and Broadcasting Network. Uh, I do a podcast on there, as Ronnie mentioned, called Source Material. We just covered Wacky Raceland, and Ronnie was excited, twisted my arm, said, we got to do this. Mm. I said, all right, buddy. I said, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, That's how how that went down. You got to stick around, listen to that podcast for Wacky Race Bot. Oh, buddy. Uh, (laughs) Let me – no, I'll just save it. Sit back. Sit back. All right, so give the Rattle at Your Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. We offer a gamut of things such as wrestling, MMA, comics, video games. It's all on there, so why not subscribe and check out some great content? Uh, you can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter. You can also follow my show's Twitter at SourceMatCast. That's all I have. Thanks for having me on here, gentlemen. No, hey, as always, uh, you are a member of the Screen Boy family. So, I mean, shoot. Thank you. No need to thank us. 
thank you. No need to thank us for being in your own house. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> this got creepy all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all this. No, anyway, in my <laughs> I'm in my house. I don't know whose house I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Who are you and why are you in my house? Yeah, we'll just say yes to that. And all right on. then, plus, Adam. Plus, oh, yo, tell us, tell us something about yourself. To, you're talking to me? No, I'm talking to the other Adam on the podcast. You're talking to me? <laughs> you're Adam, talking to me? Just, just no. You can find me at, uh, at Adam is a nerd on Twitter. Not very active right now because I got some other things going on, but I promise I'll probably start putting some stuff up there that's interesting that I find interesting or cool or you know, something like that. You know, I'm trying to trying to also get our stuff out on Facebook. I'm sure Ronnie will tell you all about that stuff, but other than that. That's me. Yep. Uh, once again, you can go and look for us on any kind of social media. We're right there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shonuff, S-H-0-N-U-F-F. Um, guys, we really want to hear from you, so please, please, please um, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, follow us on you know Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, shoot us an email. We would love to hear from you. Uh, click the five stars, click the subscribe button, uh, check us out on regulation broadcasting network on blog talks. You know, the, we're uh, screen boy and, and Radulich, uh, are on just about the same outlets. Uh, we've got, uh, iTunes stitcher tune in. Um, so just find us on any one of those and guys, we're not kidding. We really want to hear from you. So with that, I will say, uh, for Adam, for Jesse, I'm Ronnie. We are out of here as soon as I find the button. You know me, quote, working from home, unquote, it's easy, turn a two-day weekend into three, see, we be within these, TXT to MSG to BB, vibrations in my pocket, it's my bonus as I do it.